the word God is giving us is Exodus chapter 3, verse 13, 14. 13 through 14. Redeemed with the lamb every firstborn donkey, but if you... Sorry. Moses said to God, suppose I go to the... Uh, God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. So I, I am has sent me to you. And let's also look at John chapter 5. Verse 30, by myself I can do nothing, I judge only as I hear, and my judgment is just, for I seek not to please myself, but him who sent me. So this is the word of Jesus Christ. God is the self-existent God. He is, I am that I am. God is the self-existent one. He is the self-existent one. He exists on his own and he carry, he decides on his own and he carries things out on his own. And so the God that we believe is the one who is self-existent. And so those who trust in him, those who trust in the self-existent one and those who believe in his promises and those who obey him to the end, he allows them to have the blessing of living with him eternally. Faith is knowing that God alone is a self is self-existent. So it is not that I can live on my own as well, but it is believing that God alone is a self-existent one and the life of this faith is therefore surrendering to live on one's own and by putting on his blood it is living following his his instructions and living by his help. And so religion is different. The reason why religion is different from the faith that we have religion is naturally generated it is made by humans at a certain so we say religion is generated naturally because it somehow came about and so because it started with someone one day it will end one day as well so it was created on its own and Satan he was the archangel who had uh, many talents and he was very beautiful and so he was praised and uh, praised by other angels but be but the way the reason he was corrupt was because he thought to himself I am so beautiful I am so great how can I just do the work of only serving God and so thinking to himself he thought that he would become like God and so Satan he had in his heart that he will ascend he will raise his throne above the stars of God and sit and so God threw him down into the dark pit to be held until the day of judgment. And so what came, so there is, there is uh, an understanding that came about naturally in, in humans, which is evolutionism. And so humans, they thought, how can natural, how can nature, how can nature be continued like this to this day? And so they came up with the theory of evolutionism, that it changed, it changed on its own, according to the natural selection. And so they claim, they believe that nature changed in order to survive. And so this is the masterpiece of Satan who, who said that he will become like God. And so those who believe in evolutionism, it's the, the majority believe in evolutionism so even even some Christians they say if they say that uh, creationism that God 
created all things and it is all solely through him, then people would not accept that very easily. And so they embed uh, regarding the truth that all things were created through the word of God. Uh, there are many people who try to change that. And so mankind, they've come with self uh, different methods to self con uh, self comfort comfort oneself and so through works uh, through through methods to console themselves uh, what mankind have done is they've they've come up with uh, alcohol drinking smoking doing drugs and so they com comfort their own hearts and so that is that is self consoling it's self comforting and all of this ultimately it, it stemmed from the from the devil but mankind we try to console ourselves but it doesn't work that way and what is the end what is the ultimate end of it it is suicide taking one's own life and so when when something doesn't go their own way or something they're not they aren't able to console themselves completely. They take their own lives. So suicide is a way to escape, escape from their circumstance, uh, to escape from their hardship. And so they are digging their own graves. And so they, they have already, uh, they've been tempted by the devil and they've been overcome by the devil. And so God, God called Abraham and told him, commanded him to go to the land that God commanded according to according to God's instructions and according to where God told him to go. And so he left his country according to God's instruction and reached the land that God instructed. And according to God's command, God said to give your own take your take your son, your only son and give him as a burnt offering. In Genesis 22 verse 16, it says that uh, it says he has done according to his instructions and he gave his one and only son as a burnt offering and the ultimate result was that because you have done this so abraham did did exactly as god commanded as god instructed as if he didn't have um, he, any thoughts of his own and so god said i will bless you and uh, god said that i will bless you and make your descendants numerous increase his number and so the descendants of Abraham uh, the descendants of the Israelites they were living in slavery in Egypt and so they were living in hundreds of years of slavery and at the end of, of 430 years of their slavery God sent Moses God called Moses and told him to lead the people lead his people to the land that God commands and so Moses said who am I? Who am I that said, who am I? Or what, who should I say sent me? God said, I am that I am. So God is saying, I am, I am that I am. I am who I am. So I am, I am meaning um, I exist. When God uh, explained who he is, he said, there is no one there is no one else who can say i am that i am there is no one besides me who can say i am so i don't have any uh i have no right to be able to say i am because i was born through my parents 
and somehow I was I was born and I was made and so you cannot God said that you cannot say I am and the only one who can say I am that I am is me and so that is how God in introduced himself and so when the people ask him we have heard here for over 400 years who are you when they complain and grumble um, who who sent you or what is his name the one who sent you God said to Moses I am who I sent who I am who I am and so somehow I was born and somehow I became a slave and somehow I was I am in Egypt and so all mankind when we look back on our lives there is no one who can say I am because I am I am that I am and even the church uh, in the church is there anyone raise your hand if you think that uh, I found the way uh, I was enlightened by myself and I have found the way so going into somewhere deep in the woods deep in the mountains and I meditated and I did this and that and uh, I heard a voice that said believe in Jesus so to say that you came to church that way that's a lie you came to church because somehow um, somewhere you heard you heard the message from somebody else and so when God speaks of himself he said my name uh, say that I am who I am that I am so no none of us none of us creatures can can explain ourselves as that or call ourselves that and so Israelites who were living as slaves in Egypt at first they wouldn't listen but but through the many miracles and wonders and the plagues uh, they believed and they followed after Moses and so through the 10 plagues they were so shocked by it they were shocked oh that this this God called I am that I am is is unbelievable and so they left that Egypt that they were living in for 400 over 400 years they left it overnight and they were able to leave overnight because they saw something very great what did I what did they experience they experienced I am that I am the one called I am that I am and so when they left Egypt God said I am Jehovah and who that Jehovah is is he led them through with by the pillar of fire and the pillar of clouds and he first found the places to set their tent and so in Deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 33 it says that he searches out places for them to camp and shows uh, shows them the way they should go and so following after the pillar of clouds and pillar of fire they had to believe that he is the one who shows them the way they should go and so they have to follow after the pillar of cloud and pillar of fi fire in order for them to live and they need to follow so that they can drink the water when they struck the, ro uh, the rock and the water came out and so they were in a state where they couldn't do anything but follow his instructions and so he said do you want to go to the the promised land then you have to then you have to continue and he gave them his statutes and his uh, decrees and commands and so God gave them the in Deuteronomy 440 says uh, you will you may live long in the land Lord your God gives you for all time and so there were many decrees and commands that God gave if they disobeyed even one then they would be put to death but 
most of all, he commanded them to not make any idols and do not serve, bow down to the idols. He said, do you know why you make the idols? You, you create for your own self. You make yourselves idols and you make it look very kind, very good, very relaxed because even if you do wrong, um, you make an idol with a face, with a kind face uh, that looks like as if it would forgive whatever sins you do and you bow down to it. And so that, that, act, that act is also self-consolidation. It is comforting, comforting oneself. And so God commanded, do not, you shall not make for yourself an idol in form of a, anything. And so you must believe in God alone the one who is I am that I am and if you follow his commands then God will comfort you and he will fill whatever you need but mankind they dislike that but because they continue to do things uh, on their own way they were put to death and God also commanded uh, he strictly forbid things uh, he forbid reaping what grows of itself or harvesting grapes or of untended vines so he, god he forbid he forbid harvests that grew on its own even eating them and in leviticus 25 verse 5 also god said do not defile oneself so anything that crawls on the ground and god also said warn them uh warn them of detestable customs and even mediums or spiritists so god warned them to absolutely not do any of these or even even the dead even if it's your family members uh, god commanded do not even go near it so god gave these commands because the one who is self-existent if he commands and you want to live by his commands then you have to live obeying his commands. But um, if you if you disobey, then God will take it as you are trying to live on your own. You think you're going to live on your own? Then go out and die. And so if children would disobey, parents would scold them, say, oh, I'm, I'm feeding you, I'm taking, care, I'm taking care of you. But if you don't want to listen, then go out. So God, but God said there are things, there are works that you must do on your own. Levites and Nazarites so Levites uh, they were those who helped the they helped the high priests they helped the priests and uh, they had to they had to purify themselves and the Nazarites as well they gave their bodies to God and so they those who take who took the oath to live for God to give their lives for God they gave up to live on their own and so God allowed them to live in such a way, serving God. And so there was a story of um, there is David, King David, different from King Saul. As soon as he became king, he became proud and he did not do according to the uh, instructions of the prophets. But after he won a battle, he did not kill all the animals, but he brought all he brought the goods that he he got the plunder that he got and so it was found as wicked and and God turned away from him but different from him who was David David was one when he 
took hold of the ark of God once again, he was so glad. He saw. He thought to himself, uh, "How can I? How could I bring? Um, how could I bring the ark of God uh, back to his back to the land and again?" So he was so joyful by the fact that he was bringing. And so back then they wore tunics and they didn't have any undergarments on. And so back then they didn't wear any underwear. And so because he was dancing so hard, uh, his everything was showing under his garments. And so his wife said, oh, how embarrassing is it that a king is, is showing himself to his servants? But what David said was that I will become that I will become even more undignified than this, and I will be humiliated in my own eyes. So he said, I will become even more undignified than this, and I will be hu humiliated in my own eyes. And so everything that he said, every word that he spoke, it was so, um, he was so loved by God because he said, even if I become more undignified than this, I will, be, I will be humiliated in my own eyes because he is, it is such an honor for him to be able to serve God so close. And so if I can exalt God more and more and I become lower and lower, then I will be humiliated in my own eyes. And so, and so God allowed him to have the greatest, uh, rule the greatest nation of all the kings of Israel. God gave us a work to do, that we could do on our own, which is to become humiliated, to become humble on our own. And so God, God allowed for us to humble ourselves all we want. And so even though the, uh, Israel had this history, uh, they become corrupt. And Solomon, even though he was such a blessed king, he brought wives of other nations who brought their idols and he allowed them to to bow down and worship those idols because the concubines that that he brought he allowed them to bring their gods their idols with them and so after him god decided to completely remove himself from israel whenever israel went out in war they would lose and they were taken as captives and being taken as captives to other nations they hoped, they hoped for their nation, the nation of David, the, the honorable nation, the glorious nation uh, for, uh, to be restored. And so they were living a very pitiful life as captives in other nations. But the reason they were able to return was because they, they changed their heart on their own and they, they turned back on their own with all their heart. And if they there was a word that if they turn back from their wickedness, if they turn back with their all with all their heart, then God will allow them to return to their their land. So there was a work where they turned from their wicked ways and turned to God once again on their own. And so when they did this, um, the the king that they were under the ruling of, um, the king allowed them to return to the land and restore their land. And so the Israelites, they returned to their land and because they become united with the idols of the Gentiles, many peoples were cut off from the bloodline of the Israelites. But a handful returned and because they returned to Israel and uh, they were giving sacrifices and worship there, but they already lost all their sovereignty and they did not see any hope 
of their nation becoming restored. But the one called Jesus Christ appeared. And where did he appear? So he appeared before the temple. He, he appeared before the temple and he looked to the temple. And what did he say? He said, destroy this temple and I will raise it again in three days. The temple of Jerusalem, uh, what was inside that temple? It had the name of Jehovah. And it is the temple that reminded them of who? Jehovah. Jehovah is the self-existent one. The self-existent one, uh, Jesus said, destroy this temple where the name of the self-existent one was. And so how could he say such a thing? And so he spoke something that, that was worthy of being put to death. And so the one who is uh, I am that I am, he gave them the law. He gave them decrees and, and laws to keep. And if they kept them, as long as they kept the laws then God would give them blessing in their flesh because Jehovah was the God of, of flesh. He, he is the God of Israel. So if they keep the law, then their flesh will be blessed and their flesh will see longevity, will have longevity, and they can live in the land of Canaan for a long time. And so they remember this and they were hoping for this, but Jesus said, destroy this temple because he declared I, uh, I, he didn't declare I am that uh, I am self-existent God, but he said that I, I am one who has been sent. I have been sent, the Son of Man. The Son of Man, who is the Son of Man? In the beginning, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and that Word became flesh. The Word, uh, God came in flesh. So God is the self-existent one, but when he is sent in the form of a man, we call him the son of man. And so even though he is the very nature of God, when he came in the form of a man, he gave up living, uh, he gave up living on his own. So Jesus Christ, the one and only son and the son of God and the very nature God. So when he came in the form of flesh of man, he has been sent. And he was born through the body of Mary. So God didn't just drop down to this place, but he was born through the body of Mary. So at that moment, he wasn't saying that I am that I am, but he was saying that I was sent, that I, I was sent. And he said many times that I have been sent. And so let's look at John chapter five, verse 30. By myself, I can do nothing. By myself, I can do nothing. So Jehovah, can he do anything on his own? Jehovah, Jehovah God. Can he do anything on his own? He can, he can do everything, anything on his own. But from his very first word, Jesus said, uh, by myself, I can do nothing. I judge, uh, I do not do as I thought, um, as I think, I do not do things on my own. But even if I speak, I speak only what the Father has told me to speak. And if I act, I will only do it according to the commands of the Father. And even dying, even laying down my life, I will lay, I will lay it down according to the command of the Father. And so the reason why he did this was because it is the, the truth, not the law, but the truth. Jesus said, if you know, you shall know the truth and you shall, you will be set free. So freedom is doing things having the choice to do to do or not to do so 
the one who is self-existent, he can do things as he pleases. But if we know the truth, if we know the truth, then we have the, we are able to do if we wish and not do if we don't want to, just like Jesus. So when Jesus said, uh, I will die, Jesus said, uh, let's look at John chapter 10, verse 18. From verse 17, the reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my father. So the command, the command that he received from the father. So when, when he came as a son of man, he came with a command from the father, the command the command to, to live and the command to die. So he didn't do it out of force, but he did it with the authority that the Father gave him. So I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. So even so even when he, he laid down his life according to the command of the Father, he is I am that I am. But when he was sent to this world, he would do according to the Father's command. And so even that, he, that choice, he is doing it on his own. He is not doing it out of force. And so you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. That word and also I lay it down. Uh, I have authority to lay it down and I have the authority to take it up. This is the same. So we're very envious of him. So what can we do to become like him, to live like him? While we're living, we need to believe in Jesus, believe in heaven and if we believe in his work and his uh, the works that he has done, I can I can do on my own just like him. So Jesus, he had the authority to lay down his life and authority to take it up. Like that, we also have the choice um, to either get married or to not get married. And so some Pharisees said, and so they they questioned Jesus regarding divorce. And what Jesus said was, Jesus said, uh, do you feel burdensome regarding, regarding marriage and, and divorce? He said, and so this is written in Matthew chapter 19. And so he says that, I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife except for marital unfaithfulness and marries another woman commits adultery. And so you cannot divorce a woman except for marital unfaithfulness. And so when they heard this, they said, oh, it would be better. It is better not to marry. And so let's look at Matthew chapter 19. And so we cannot become 100% like him, like the one who is I am that I am. But do you want to be like him? Then I have to, do you want to do things all according to your will? Um, how, can we, how can we do that? But it says that we can. In chapter 19, Matthew chapter 19, verse 12. Verse 11, Jesus replied, Not everyone can accept this word, but only those to whom it has been given. For some are eunuchs because they were born that way, others were made that way by men, and others have renounced marriage because of the kingdom of heaven. The one who can accept this should accept it. So let's look once again, verse 12. So they said, um, before they said, It is better not to marry. So Jesus replied in verse 12, for some, 
For some are eunuchs because they were born that way. Others were made that way by men. And others have renounced marriage because of the kingdom of heaven. The one who can accept this should accept it. You know what eunuchs are? And so Jesus explaining there are three different types of, of eunuchs. When they're born, uh, there are some who are born as eunuchs who do not have the, uh, the functions of reproducing. And so there were some who, who others were made that way by men because maybe they were fighting and they were injured in a way and they can no longer reproduce. And so it also says others have renounced marriage because of the kingdom of heaven for the kingdom of heaven. So for Jesus, for the gospel, they have renounced marriage because of the kingdom of heaven. And, and so the priests, priests and the nuns um, in who are Catholic, they say they, they take their belief from this verse, but it says that some have renounced marriage because of the kingdom of heaven. And the one who can accept this should accept it. So who is, who is God? God is the one who is self-existent. And those who become eunuchs on their own, so after believing in Jesus, after um, believing in the gospel, they realize, oh, there's not much to life. Uh, there is nothing but to, to live for the gospel. Uh, and if you become completely completely all in for, for Jesus, for the gospel, you can live confidently without children, without a wife or without a husband. It is not because you can't get married, but you choose not to get married. So you say, oh, uh, what I was pondering about, the pastor is speaking and she's striking it right in the heart. And so you say, just say, just say, I'm not going to get married because then you will look like somebody. <laughs> you will. So you can't even get married and it's there's no use saying oh would you like to would you like to get married with me would you like to go out with me and so you choose you ha you choose but the way you choose is you have to know who Jesus is you have to know what heaven is you have to know what eternal life is and so you have to know what eternal life is and when you know what eternal life is there's nothing else that comes to your uh, comes in your sight except for Jesus except for except for heaven so why worry about these things that are uh, meaningless? So Paul was like this. So God gave this attribute of the self-existent one in Jesus. And those to those who understand this, God, God also gives that attribute to them. And so the Pharisees, because they were jealous of Jesus, uh, they, they planned to put Jesus to death. Because the Pharisees were the self-righteous self-proclaimed righteous people and so keeping the law became a snare for them actually and so they decided to kill put jesus to death because they were jealous they were envious of the confidence that jesus had and they were envious of the joy that the happiness that jesus had and so they planned to arrest and put jesus to death there is the verse that those who exalt themselves will be hated by God. So Jesus himself said, those who exalt themselves will be hated by God. And so the Pharisees, the Pharisees, uh, they were not hated because they put Jesus to death. Um, they had Jesus arrested and put to death. They were hated because they exalted themselves. And so they were the forerunners um, who were in the plan of who 
caused Jesus to be arrested, but Jesus wasn't put to death because of the Pharisees, but Jesus had, uh, there was already the plan for him to lay down his life. And so Judas Iscariot, because Iscari um, Judas, he sold Jesus for a few coins of silver. Um, he, when he sold off Jesus, he under um, he regretted on his own and he hung himself. And so Judas Iscariot, he was, he was, uh, he was a traitor, but but he hung himself because he realized on his own what he had done wrong. So is it good that he hung himself? So although he was very sly and he was treacherous, he still he had a conscience. And so he realized what he had done wrong and he hung himself. So is it good what he did? And so Judas, he, he went away because he realized. He realized, so that was good. But he hung himself, which was wrong. And so he, Judas, he took his role of betraying Jesus. And so if he betrayed Jesus and then he realized and he said, oh, um, I've done wrong and hallelujah, I can be saved. Uh, if he repented, then he could have been saved. But the fact that he repented on what uh, he realized what he did wrong, that was good. But the fact that he hung himself was not good. And so when Jesus died, he said, it is finished. According to the Father's command, he laid down his life. And so he laid down his life on his own accord because he, he received the command from the Father. And because he believed that the Father, who is the self-existent one, would raise him back up again. And he condemned the devil who, for, who, for, who forgot that he is creation who, and who tried to exalt himself. And when he died he redeemed he died to redeem this he to redeem all mankind and set them free from the price of sin and death and as he died he sprinkled his blood and the souls who received the sprinkling of his blood it was for them to take on the take on his blood and receive the confidence let's look at hebrew hebrews chapter 10 verse 19 therefore brothers since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way open for us through the curtain that is his body. And so therefore, since we, therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus. So can anyone enter into the, into the temple, into the tabernacle? Only the priests could go in and the Levites but in the most holy place, the only the high priest can enter in. And when they enter in, in Hebrews 9, verse 11, it says that they couldn't go in without blood. And so, therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus. Say amen if you have the blood of Jesus. And so, as he died, the he sprinkled his blood, the blood of Jesus. And so, if you have received... Those who have received even one drop of his blood in my soul, you have received what? We have received confidence to enter the most holy place, to meet God, to serve God. You can do the work of seeing God and serving God. And so he has given us the confidence, the confidence to enter and serve him. Because there are many who have gone into the most holy place and were put to death. Even the sons of the um, Aaron, the priest, they were put to death because they served with the wrong fire. And so 
Only by the blood of Jesus we, ha we have received the confidence to enter into the most holy place. And so he died sprinkling his blood and the father raised him back up. Uh, he raised him back up and he ascended to heaven. He sits on the throne with the father. He sits on the throne with the father. He sits on the throne of the father with him. So can we see the father on the throne? Do you see the father on the on in heaven? We cannot see him. But who is the one? Who do we see? Who is sitting on the throne with him? It is Jesus Christ. Because Jesus, he sits on the throne and he sits in our eyes. Uh, he sits on his own. But it says that he sat down with his with the father on his throne. And how this could be is that when God said there is there is no one. Uh, there is no one besides me. There is no one who is self-existent besides me. When Jesus died on on his own accord, he laid down his life according to the command the Father gave him. And he, the Father raised him back up. And he sits on the throne with the Father. Even though we don't see the Father, he sits. He sat down with the Father on his throne. And when we look at him, we see the one who is I am that I am. So he is the one who is I am that I am. And so if I have... Those who have the blood uh, that he shed when he died on the cross, when we enter into the whole most holy place, we do not go according to our own, uh, according to our own accord, but we do it with the confidence that he has given us. Because Jesus, he can enter, he entered in on his own. He can do on his own, and so for us, we have come and we can serve. We can come in on our own because we have come to serve God, to see His face, and to serve Him. In the church on this earth we serve God and in heaven as well in the father's house we serve the father and so first worship worship is serving God only by putting on the blood of Jesus so it is going to the father's house and serving the father so let's look at Luke Luke chapter 15 it is the story of the it is the parable of the lost son from verse 13 so the lost son, he squandered, uh, he took all his share of the estate from the father. And in verse 13, not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth in while living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a, to a citizen of that country who sent him to his field to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired men have food to spare, and here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired men. So he got up and went to his father. And so, but while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion and saw him. He put, uh, he put a ring on his finger and put sandals on his feet and, and put a robe on him and he was welcome. And so when those who believe in Jesus are like who? We are, um, say, I am a Christian. Who can we say we are, we are like? We, are, we were, in the past, we were the lost son. But now, I am returning to the Father's house. So before I was the lost son, 
but now I am the one who is returning to the father's house. And so the lost son, when he, when there was severe famine and he was in great need, he realized if I, I could be like one of my father's hired men. And so when he came to his senses, he set out and returned to the father's house. So the lost son, he's different from the people in the world because he realized he, he knew that if he returned home, he had a father. So our father, our father in heaven. So say amen if you believe that you have a father in heaven. And so how did I become his child? It was through his blood, through his blood. And so the lost son, at least, uh, he, he humiliated his father. He, he squandered all his wealth, all his inheritance, and he was starving and there was nothing. But he had, he came to his senses and thought, oh, I have my father and I can return to my father's house. And so because I have this blood in me, uh, I have this ability to be able to call out for my father. And so he came, when he came to his senses, he said, I will return to my father and, and repent. Say, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Let me be like, uh, make me like one of your hired men and live beside you. So say amen, if, say amen if you have the blood of Jesus. To say that I have the blood of Jesus, it means that I have already become a child of God, whether I've done well or wrong, whether I have done, whether I have humiliated God because of my sins. Even if I have done that, who am I? I am a child of God because I have the blood of Jesus. And because of that, when I am when I am at a point where I just want to die, I, I cannot stay in this world, but I have to return to the Father's house. Those who have the blood of Jesus, if I return to the Father's house, He will at least not kick me out. And so we are ch got a children of God. We have, to, we have to force our way back in. And so I will put on the blood of Jesus and return to the Father's house. So Jesus Himself... He sprinkled his blood and the reason why he sprinkled the blood was because he sprinkled his blood he shed his blood in order to make the way to return to the father's house he said I have this blood the blood of the father and so I will return to the father's house the only the only the only the right I have or the only power that I the strength that I have is that I have the blood of Jesus the father will not say I do not know I, I do not know you and so he will say, you've done wrong, you've done foolish things. And even though you might have done that, the father will not cast me out. And so we go with this confidence. So even if I die today, the father will not say, I do not know you. You say he will still receive my spirit. And so, and so where can we go? At least if we die today, we can at least go to the paradise. And so when you do wrong uh, to say that you are son, you are an heir. You have the right to receive all the inheritance. But the lost son, when he realized, he came to his senses and he said, I have sinned against you. I have no right to receive your inheritance, but make me like your hired men. And so hired men is just one who lives with what he is given. And so he, so he had the confidence to return to the father's house still. And so for us, when we pray and when we repent, I think when we repent of our sins, we realize uh, how can, uh, could I truly go to heaven with these sins? So when I think about returning to the father's house and think of my sins, 
I think, how could I possibly go to heaven with the sins that I've committed? And I, I am in fear um, of not being able to enter into the father's house. But like this lost son who came to his senses and he returned to the father's house and who confessed that I have no right to return to the father's house. When we, but still, when we put on the blood of Jesus and by putting on the confidence, return to the father's house, you say, uh, I am going, I return to the father's house. I return to you only by the blood of Jesus. Please receive me. Will he receive us? He will not only receive us, but like the son, uh, like the father who ran to his son and was filled with compassion and put a ring on him. So putting on a ring means that you are an heir. And so he welcomed him greatly. So the son, the lost son, he left his father's house because he wanted to be cut off from the father's nagging, uh, be cut off from the, the father's authority. But what happened was that he, he was kicking an empty can. It is kicking a spir uh, spiritual empty can. And so when he came out and lived on his own and became com a complete homeless poor, uh, when he came to his senses and he returned to the father's house, he, the father received him. And so when we repent and when we mourn, we, we confess of all the sins that come to our mind. And you say, you pray, but I have prayed in the, by putting on the blood of Jesus, please receive my spirit and when we repent and when we pray by the blood of putting on the blood of jesus we find peace and so even today we say by putting on the blood of jesus what do we do when we come to worship we don't come to show off our talents we don't do it by our own righteousness but even today we come with a confidence by putting on the blood of jesus let me serve you even as one of your hired men as your servant let me do something for the lord and so we came with that kind of heart. So God said, I, I alone is the self-existent one. And so we, we confess, I have become like this because I try to live on my own. And so I have, I have heard the commands, the instructions, and the, I've heard the words of the Father. And so now when we return to the Father, we say we're confessing that I will live according to your laws now, according to your commands now. So Jesus said, purify, sanctify them by your word, by your word, for your words are truth. And so now what we do is we don't try to live on our own, but we live sanctifying ourselves, becoming a member of his pure uh, bride. So I want to live like the one who has become, who has chosen to become a eunuch for the kingdom of heaven. So whether I live or whether I die, it is all for the Lord. Whether I live or whether I die, it is all, I only have Jesus. So you become it, the one who becomes crazy for, for heaven, for the gospel, for Jesus. How great would it be to live satisfied only of heaven? The one who has given up living on their own, who has given up living on their own skills, on their own talents. This is why we pray. And so the Bible says that not praying is sin not praying is sin and the reason why the bible regards that as sin is because it is the people who believe that they can live with their own schemes with their own skills and their talents they think that they can live on their own so we confess i i can't trust my own self what i do please help me not to sin with my thoughts whether i wh whatever i do whatever i wherever i go 
the Father, you need to help me, and that is why we ha we have to pray. So some say, oh, you have to pray for greater things like mission and and this and that. Not only that, but my words and my in my words and my thoughts and my actions, I'm still like a child and I make so many mistakes. Please help me. And so with starting with this very small things, if without prayer we cannot live on our own, and that is the life of the one who has given up to live on their own. And so we lay down everything and. I, I can live only with Jesus alone. If I can, if I receive his help, I can live. And so when Jesus called his disciples, he said, lay down, lay, lay everything down. Uh, Jesus had them lay down their families, their business, their work, their everything. Because now that you have chosen to live on your own, um, now that you have given up to, to live on your own, now I will take care of you. And so that gives so much freedom. So the one who is self-existent, his blood is in me as well. So now I will live like the self-existent one, according to the Father's command, according to his instructions. It is choosing freedom on my own and choosing to, to endure suffering and hardship so that at the end we can say, Father, receive my spirit. Let us be those who return to the Father's house.